Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Struggling with the Bums with myself, Bryce, and my two other co-hosts, Eddie and Daniel. Today, the Bums will be talking about self-care. This is kind of following up to mental health. Self-care is something that's so important, I think, personally, and I think to everyone. I think it's something that's severely underrated, and I hope it's something that in this episode we can explore and maybe give some tips to what we do. Um, <clears throat> starting off, Eddie, Daniel, do you what do you what do you guys what does self care like mean to you guys? Like, uh, who wants to go first? Uh yeah, Eddie, you can you can go first. So, yeah, so um, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you know, I think I said in a previous episode, maybe in our one of our college episodes, was uh, you know, if I knew if I had a day to like, or at least half a day, um, I'd go over to like the Valley Gateway Mall and get some jamba or something and then walk on over to barnes and nobles and just sit in there for like an hour or two hours um for me that is like the piece i needed or just to do something that i can control and have control over and enjoy so i guess like self-care is kind of that idea of you know i can fall it's self-care i feel like is very broad um and that's a good thing and really it's just kind of doing things that helps you get back to like neutral or get back to like, you know, square one, whatever you need to do to get back to that spot. Um, and I know later in this, I'll talk a little more about like burnout and how it could help with that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's basically just, you know, doing what you enjoy outside of whether it's school or work or whatever else and trying to get back to center. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What does like self-care like mean to you? Okay. I mean, I know this is going to, be pretty self-explanatory but pretty much just taking care of yourself um to me and I guess what I mean by that is just like kind of like Eddie already had said is just kind of taking care of your yourself and doing the things that you love and I mean that in like the most like unselfish ways because I can definitely I definitely think you can take focusing on yourself too far to some extent um but I mean as long as you can it's almost like um you getting your own back you know like making sure like you're good and all um and that you're always there for yourself and just taking the time to sometimes step step back from things and um focus on the things that you enjoy um i know uh it usually usually with life some things happen like you you get busy and things usually happen so quickly sometimes like um, you forget to like kind of take a step back and kind of enjoy things. So, um, like I, like I said, just taking care of yourself, um, kind of like treating yourself in a way, uh, kind of around that. So that's kind of what it, what I think it means at least. So. Yeah, I think I would, oh, sorry, Dan. Oh no, I, I was, uh, <clears throat> I was gonna say, I think it's just appreciation for oneself. And <clears throat> I think that's like super important. Because I know, you know, when you, like you guys were saying, when you go through a lot in life or you're just really like up emotionally, you know, when at some point you got to decompress. And I think like when you're up emotionally, you know, it's because you're doing a lot or going through a lot. And I think, yeah, you should reward yourself for making it through all of that because, you know, it's a challenge and you somehow gotten to a point where you've completed that challenge. That's how I kind of view it. And I just see self-care as like a reward for that. And two, I think, you know, when you see yourself maybe going to, say, a bad space, you know, mentally or emotionally, self-care is a good way to, say, stop yourself from getting there, taking a small break, 
and then getting yourself back up to where you want to be. Uh, <clears throat> I think self-care is super underrated in current American society because I don't think, I, I don't think, or I know of any companies that allow for like self-care days. They allow you for days off. But I don't think that's necessarily the same and not getting too far off the track. You know, a lot of American companies don't like for employees to take days off or don't even a lot for that versus may say a lot of like European countries where they do allow for like self-care days and even self-care at like the workplace. Um, so do you guys view self-care as just like a treat? Like, is it, like, I think a lot of people think of self-care and they think, oh, it's, yes, it's a reward, but is that reward just regarded in, I'm going to buy myself something or I'm going to buy my, or is it something, it's like a process kind of like the self-care process in the sense that I'm going to go do these things that are not necessarily on a treat, but it does make me feel that. Uh, Daniel? Um, yeah, I was just going to say that it, for me, it's just making sure that you're just kind of looking after yourself. Um, that's pretty pretty much it. I mean, it can be a process. I, I know that it took me a while to kind of figure out what it meant um, and really to have that down pack. But yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily always has to be a treat. I just think it has to be something that like, you know, you just kind of focus on what, what you kind of want to do. Um, which I feel like doesn't always have to be like something that that's rewarding. Um, because I mean, there, there's a lot of things in life that sometimes I feel like you feel obligated to do, but, um, say like deep down, you know, you really just don't want to deal with it. Um, I mean, some of those you can get out of some of those you can't, but the ones that you can get out of, it's just kind of like looking like if you really don't want to do something, then you shouldn't necessarily have to feel obligated. And I, I guess um in in that sense I mean I guess there's, that's just like a small example of like what I mean by just kind of like looking out um for yourself and just kind of doing what what you want to do and what you want to enjoy um and then like like I said it's not always like a reward type of thing it, it can just kind of be revolved around anything um just as long as you pretty much have your own back so yeah uh Eddie I mean how do you feel about that um, you know, I think Daniel covered a majority of it. The only thing I wanted to add was like, uh, there's a fine line between certain things. I think of it as slightly less treat, more process. Um, but I think also part of the process involves, you know, treating yourself in, in sort of like a, oh, like I said, like I'm going to get some job juice or, oh, I'm going to do this or that that I don't normally do. And I think there's like a, that level between taking that time for yourself to make sure you're good, to get yourself you know, right and, and watch your back kind of like Daniel was saying, and then like kind of doing it too much, if that makes sense. And maybe that's just cause our society tells us that you should. Wait, the funny thing I will admit is as I'm saying that right now, it's kind of hitting me, you know, American society is very independent based all for one, right? You're all looking after number one yourself yet we have these other values and traditions that tell us to look out for other people and to do our part. And it's like, sometimes we can't do our part unless we look after ourselves, but then we feel bad that we're, you know what I mean? Like we're not doing our part and it kind of leads in that cycle when, so that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta take that line and go, you know what? I'm taking this time to get back in there so I can do my part. Give me the time to do so. And I'll, I'll come back. Um, it is unfortunate that, I don't know, we don't really seem to, 
I don't seem to care about it, but you know, it, it doesn't. It. I'll probably get a little bit more. In, yeah, it's very underrated. I'll probably get more into it a little bit later, but like, it's just so not asinine, but it's like we don't want to wake up to the idea that maybe, just maybe, if one of us isn't doing well, but we take some time and we get back to like 85, 90% performance, we could actually help our business or our work or whatever it is that we're doing that much more. But then it's like, we're never allowed to do that. We're expected to always operate at whatever level without like, and, and taking drastic measures. I mean, Bryce you, you used to take freaking DayQuil, like pop that shit. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of idea. Right. So that's, that's what I'll, I'll end on. Yeah, you made three really good points, especially the cool one that I want to kind of address. One, <clears throat> I like how you, I like how you and Dale both kind of mentioned that if you like, for me, like I always bought Dutch Bros. That was something I bought that made me feel better. And I think, did I need it? No. Was it healthy? Not really. But it helped me relax. It made me happier. It made me be like, all right, I can drink this and I can decompress. I think. For me, I made it so that it played to my mental state and it was just something to say, bring me down, make me equal out more. So I think if that's the case, like there's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion, you know? Same if it's if it's a coffee, like if that's how you're gonna treat yourself, that treat allows you to decompress, get back to normal, whatever it is. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, the second thing, you know, I think, you bring a really good point too, Eddie, about how Americans say, I think, I think we see this because I think you see a lot of people, what we call midlife crisis. I think there's, you know, in America, I think it usually hits mainly men, but I could be wrong, but I'm sure it actually affects most people. You know, you see people in their late forties or early fifties being like, I need to spice my life up. You know, my life spent nothing or uh, you know, I'm tired of working at the same company for the last 20, 30 years. And I think that comes from being burnt out. I think you also meet a lot of people from even early high school students to later in the workforce that are just simply burnt out from life. And I think that comes from, I mean, I think a lot of people in America on top of school and work include a lot of extracurricular activities that burn them out. Like not even like fun ones, but you know, like, like my mom worked a full-time job and she worked in the PTA and I am sure, like, I remember how happy she was when she was done with that shit because it just like, it was, I mean, she felt like, she, I mean, she kind of had to do it because it was like mandatory at one point. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but you know, she was really happy when it was over because you know, it was just a lot of extra stress and she felt like, you know, it would take up her weekends. So she wasn't able to decompress like she would want to. And I think your thing about the day cool. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned in the medication episode, I did a lot to of unhealthy stuff to keep myself going because I couldn't afford, I couldn't, aff I could barely afford a couple of hours off, let alone a day. If I got a day off when I was working, that was, holy shit. <laughs> I was like hitting gold. Um, speaking of hitting gold, Daniel, I uh, really want to talk about what do you guys do personally to decompress and hopefully, you know, people listening to this can maybe find a new tip or we can each discover off of each other. Now, Eddie, I know you've mentioned going to the Barnes and Noble and getting a job, but, but I'm sure there's a lot more you do or whatever, you know, whether it's a big thing to decompress or a little thing 
you know, small candy bar you buy at the duck store to keep you going through the rest of the holiday or whatever it is. Um, Daniel, what do you do to help yourself? Um, I do a couple of things. I, I guess I have some variety in that. Um, for sure, just just going on drives. Um, I don't know, something just driving has always been something that has come naturally to me as a kid that I, I just really enjoy. And I don't know. It's a good thing just to uh, sit there, listen to music. And I guess that kind of ties into my other thing, which is just sometimes just listening to music um, that that I really, really enjoy. And I do a lot. I mean, if you've ever seen my Spotify things, like it's an absurd amount of like hours and minutes that is, is on it. But um yeah, then outside of that, it would be um, just coming, sometimes just treating myself to like say I'm just having having a rough day or I'm just going down, I guess, um, to whatever food, drink or something that I, I feel like going and getting that day um, instead of maybe cooking or something. Um, and then I think lastly, um, probably video games and watching TV or something, just kind of just chilling i know sometimes that works in the reverse way because uh definitely go downhill depending on the game come very frustrating but uh yeah so i I think it just depends but those are those are pretty much the main things that i do okay uh eddie uh i mean pretty similar i I already mentioned the reading part which is huge for me um but outside of that one of the other things too is it's like morphed you know, it's like evolved over time, depending on where I am, what's going on at the time, things like that. Um, but usual mainstay is definitely video games. Um, normally some single player video games like Fire Emblem or like, you know, when Spider-Man from Insomniac Games came out, like that was huge to decompress. Because that was right in the middle of when uh, my first fall season. So it was like, it was perfect. Just come home, hit that shit up. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, that was something specific I wanted to ask. When you were going through fall camp and fall ball, you and I both know how much time that consumes and how stressful that is. What were made? What were? How did you like? I felt like every other day, I or every day, I should say, I needed to find a way to calm <laughs> down. What about you, man? I, I really want. I'm really curious, like how you kind of handled that. What I would consider extremely high stress situation for months. I was lucky that Spider-Man came out when it did, low-key. And the other thing, too, was... Um, oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think back how I survived that. Uh, I used my phone a lot just to watch and stuff. I mean, I read a lot. I think I read, like, in the time from fall camp to the end of the season, I must have read, like, eight or ten, eight to ten books that I had been wanting to read that was outside of um, what I normally read. And so that felt really good to do. I mean, the only other thing was just I, you know, being with people was really helpful, actually, especially like the other interns, even you, Bryce, and some other people. Like, it was good to like complain and just like, you know, like, you know, some of those, you know, maybe the, the DFO was getting on your ass and you're just like, it's not my job description, but you know what? I'll do it for you because I can't not, I can't not. So I'll do it. But, <laughs> Uh, you know, Eddie, I would love that. I can't remember a specific time that me, you, and the position group we worked with all were complaining about the people we had over us. But I always loved how you would complain to me about certain things that the higher ups would say in our position group about that we were doing wrong, 
and that everyone else is doing wrong. And then I would go to the players in that position group and they would almost be complaining about the exact same thing. And then I would go with my, you know, my fellow group that I would roll with and they would be complaining. Oh, like, I saw that happening, you guys. That's <laughs> and I would just think like, man, what I wouldn't do to get like the interns, the players and the EQ guys all together because we're all complaining about the same thing. <laughs> but I don't know if anyone knows that we're that was definitely fun and i found a lot of i think it's one of the things where you find solace in like your comrades which is you know well-known phenomenon so i think that was the biggest thing but outside of that i mean some sleep uh recently meditation and that's about it man really pretty uh oh actually an alcohol too just trying different things dude i'm not i'm not talking about getting drunk i'm not talking about getting drunk no no not an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, um, just trying different things and like I've been trying to write them down and like, oh, I like this, I like that. Um, generally enjoyable. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's awesome here. You know, I would say for myself, I have a couple of things. I, it sounds horrible. I watch a lot of TV. I'm just one of those guys. You know, I had Hulu throughout my undergrad and like I always loved when I would get, when our team would go on a away game. If you don't travel, you get the day off. Dude, I would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning because that's how little sleep – I mean, that was like sleeping in, honestly, at some points. I would wake up 4 in the morning. I would just watch like four weeks' worth of TV shows <laughs> that I had saved up, and it was awesome. And I wouldn't come out of my room till like 9 o'clock like that night. I just wouldn't. Um, for me, you know, I think I do some things healthy to decompress. I do some things unhealthy to decompress. You know, uh, like some big, big Dutch Bros guy. I made it so that I only went on Wednesdays and Sundays. That was kind of my rule. You know, so I wasn't drinking one every single day. I felt like if I could make it to Wednesday, you know, it was kind of the halfway marker. You know, I could reward myself. And if I could make it to Sunday, that was the end of the week and the start of another, you know, so I could reward myself. And I'm not saying they're healthy, but they always made me happy. And then the biggest thing, if I, if I was ever like super just out of it, I would go see a movie because – for me, I'm one of those people that I'm not an ultra-focused person, but I can go to a movie and zone. Like, I turn my phone off, put it in airplane mode, mute that. So, like, I, I don't play. I go to the movies and, like, I locked lock in. in. Locked I'm locked in. in. Like, no, I mean, I feel like I'm to the point where, like, I'm in the movie just wa- watching from a third-person perspective. And many instances that it, it one time it got me in trouble at work i you know we got called back and i did not answer my phone for the two and a half hours i was watching that movie and my boss was mad but he also thought it was hilarious and mad that i didn't invite him out but that's my thing i go to the movies by myself if i'm really needing to decompress and some people think it's very weird and strange but it's kind of my thing um, sometimes like a nice meal like i'll treat myself to some sushi or a burger from Caspian's or something like that. Um, Caspian, man, I can't. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's interesting that a lot of people say working out makes them feel better, decompresses them, and I would completely disagree with that. I I Ooh. find no. See, this I'm different. Uh, you know, I find that I feel worse, more tired. I don't feel like I get anything from working out. Now, I will say, playing Friday football, big decompressing. And I would say it came out because there, there was sometimes it came and I talked a lot of shit more than I usually would. And I think it was because I felt like I was 
you know, kind of getting shit on. So it felt good to shit on people back, you know, in a semi-creative way, you know, and it's, you know, it's kind of more fair game and everything. Daniel, you, yeah. you really want to say I'll let Daniel take it and I'll, I'll respond after this. Because it's hilarious because I'm the complete opposite. I guess that's one thing that I forgot in, in, the, in the list uh, uh, previously that I, I had. But, yeah, um, just doing anything athletic really, really helps me decompress. And I guess with working out, specifically i don't think it's necessary like yeah it feels good to like be working out and everything and making progress towards something but for me it's just the time to be doing something while listening to music as well um which kind of goes hand in hand plus like anything athletic i just really enjoy doing um that's why i was like really really big into sports but yeah bryce i mean I, <laughs> i'm gonna have to be the opposite with you there because uh i definitely can do that no stuff. i've heard that a lot I mean, sometimes ahead, it Eddie. just helps you know, like get rid of stress too. Like, say, say you just like had a really stressful day or something, and just want to, I guess, like punch it. But I guess with lifting or something, you kind of get all that like pent up stress or something out, kind of. So, go ahead, Eddie, because there's more <laughs> I want to say on this. Yeah, too. <laughs> I, I will say exercise. So I'll split them right now. Exercise is always good, and there's few times where it wasn't good. Um, like literally I'm talking like a handful of times that I went to work out where I was like, nah, like I didn't get anything out of it. I felt like shit. Um, but again, handful of times, rest of the time. I mean, it just helped me period. Like it helped me eat. It helped me do everything I needed to. Um, it felt good to do it. I was getting stronger and I knew it. And that also felt really good. Um, now on the athletic side, Football definitely was a big help, but another thing that was huge for me was playing basketball. Bro, nothing like a good night's sleep after playing two and a half hours of basketball late night with your buddies. And it's like you knew you were talking shit with the other teams that played you or you had great games or whatever it was, but it was perfect. And you finish, and it was like to sit down, to take off your shoes. Everyone knows that feeling when you take off your cleats or your basketball shoes or whatever it is. And you just sit there and like, ah, oh, yeah, we in it. So yeah, that was huge. Yeah, I would sit counter. One thing I want to say is a counter your thing. I would say maybe two times I've actually felt like better mentally and emotionally from working out. Every other time, like, I hate this. Life sucks. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like, I work out because I want the benefits from it, but I don't do it to relieve stress. Now I will counter that with saying myself that as a kid got bullied a lot and I took out my anger and frustration. I chopped down trees, like grew up in rural, not super rural, but rural enough Oklahoma. And I had a hatchet, hammer, whatever I could get my hands on, beat the shit out of trees. And I have chopped down probably hundreds, like not like anything massive, but good size, like medium sized trees. I just, I don't know. That's how I got, like as a kid, I did a lot of coping, got a lot of like frustration out. And then soccer, dude, soccer is, quote-unquote non-contact sport but I play like I don't know maybe it's because I like physically got bullied really badly and like big didn't fight back because that's what my mom told me not to do so I just I like took the beating but I felt through soccer like I played extremely aggressive so much they got me in trouble a lot but it felt good to dish it out you know I I gave it as good as I got it but quick quick yellow red card (laughs) oh dude I have so many yellow cards I it's funny enough i never really got red cards i don't know why but i've gotten many yellow cards and to be pulled from games prior to 
started what some of my own. Red card? I need yeah, to gotten in people's faces. We, dude, I can go on. A, I'm going to go on a small tangent. So my high school team, we played an indoor tournament every year before the beginning of the season, and there was no sideline. So we had a brick wall. It was just in this old gymnasium. We had a brick wall, and then on the on one side, and we had the basketball like wood kind of wood court wall on the other side and then the ends we had like metal gates dude that was brute i mean people we didn't even play soccer we were playing hockey people would check each other like nobody's they wouldn't even go for ball i mean full-on just tackle someone into this wall and like i said i'm getting as good as i got it i i've messed up my elbows super badly i slammed someone's head into the wall once not like intentionally but i mean it it was man I got some stories I can tell with that. I'll go. Sounds like but, Super but, Mario Strikers over yeah. there, man. Dude, exactly. But my, my point, like sports, like soccer, like I always <clears throat> felt really good in a game where I physically was getting after it, I would say, you know. Wasn't a game unless someone was in my face telling me they were going to beat my ass. Like not even involving. I, I mean, I lived for that. And that's why I loved intramural. I actually, I didn't like intramurals. I like two-hand touch. Because there was a little bit of that. And I loved it. I loved when people would get upset in football. I loved the contact of it. And that's why I hate basketball, actually. Because I think because when people get contacted in basketball regularly, they get Eddie. I know maybe you guys are a bit of an exception, but every I time I never called play, I barely ever called. I know you didn't, man. but I know people who have. Yeah. I know because pe- like I'm all for it. Let's let's go. You know, I'm all for it. The more like, I played no blood, no foul with my friends. And, I mean, we would shove each other. I mean, I don't even know if it was basketball. It was more not just fighting at times. But I just feel like in college, whenever, I mean, I can't hoop, but I can kind of play defense. Whenever I would go, every time I touched someone, foul, foul. And they were just certain – it would just drive me insane. Like, I can't play because I feel like I'm a contact sports type of person. And, yeah, uh, Eddie, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, I know for the audience, we're a lot more athletically inclined for sure. But for like anyone else's stuff that you guys might do, because I know. Oh, man. I mean, there's some people I know that dance that like that's their way of doing it. Um, I know people that, you know, I don't think they really sing, but they might play some music or they'll write. You know, like there's definitely a lot of different things that you can do. And I, writing is one thing I did start doing. And it wasn't just like writing stories. It was like writing a journal kind of thing found that always super helpful and it's fun to go back to look back on thoughts that i've had in the past um yeah and be able to reflect on some of that stuff so i think just to to move away a little bit from the sports and into (laughs) like the realm of everything else that's possible i yeah i think those are huge things go ahead dan i know you i I just have one 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 last thing (laughs) speaking of basketball like you you think your fouls are bad bryce like Especially Bro. in high school sometimes with the rules <laughs> for that. I'd, because it was so ingrained with me with football, with stiff arming and stuff. Sometimes oh, stiff arm people in back. Should have came and played with us, buddy. We would have, <laughs> oh man, we would have, we probably would have gone after. The amount of times I got fouled for that too. It was, I was oh, just like, Bro, I'm not even trying to do this on purpose. Oh. Like when someone's just coming in there after the ball, you know, in football, you protect that. And so like the, the stiffy just comes out. <laughs> Eddie. You ever seen me check the ball to someone? You ever seen the bullshit I do where I they check into me and I check it at their feet? Yeah, bro. And I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm like Bryce, oh, Bryce. Yeah, that's yeah. not how we do yeah. it. Yeah, bro. And that pisses people off, bro. That was regularly with the guys I would play with. I mean, I thought I broke my arm in one game. Like I legit couldn't move it. Just, you know, had a couple 
AC spring, whatever. But that's like, I mean, man, we played so aggressively. I think one uh, thing I would like to add a little bit coming back to athletics is like part of self-care is, I mean, a lot of it that we've been talking about has been more alone than not. But I think another big part of it was part of the reason I even enjoyed playing basketball at the rec because there's a lot of people that I didn't like playing against or with because they were going to call foul. They were going to hold the, you know, there's a lot of things, right, that you learn when you're playing uh, rec basketball for those out there that may know. Um, but the best part really was gathering up the friends. I mean, we've talked about Friday football about doing that, but basketball is also another big way of doing that. And it was just like, you know, we got Yeti out there and a couple of the other bums and you're rolling a little deep sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Time. I mean, it's a great time, you know, and people from Pike oh. too. I mean, one night we had a send off for one of our guys that was a senior and there must've been 25, 30 of us there playing basketball. That was some of the most fun I'd ever had in my life. And then one of the last games we ever played as a group of bums, um, I know I was sick and I was getting over a cold. So like, I actually almost passed out while playing because I was like literally so encumbered I couldn't breathe properly um, but I was out there man playing as hard as possible with everyone and, and that's the best part you know like that's big self-care I think as well is a community aspect um, and even just serving other people too to, to expand um, even into like doing volunteer service so okay before we get to the next section of this uh Daniel how about you it's the bum moment today all righty uh I guess this is a little probably probably quick bone bone moment to be honest, but um, not that I really made a habit of doing this, but the one of the few times I went to a class hungover, just not not the most enjoyable experience I've had, but um, definitely was interesting. I, I believe I know we went out as a group. I believe it was the that Thursday because it was my Japanese discussion class on Friday that I had and oh my god when I got to class I already knew I wasn't feeling great but it was it was just so awful um during the entire entire time of that class like I just felt like puking and everything was spinning but uh yeah bro <laughs> maybe it's because like I sucked at school and I had to pay attention but people who go out the night before an, a class even a later class they're built fucking different. I couldn't do it, bro. I I hated that I never got to go to dollars because I always had a class on next morning. There was no way I could do it. There's just no, not for me. Yeah, I could so, not. I, salute I to you. Consistent, consistently either. I mean, yeah. luckily it was just a discussion class. So it was like a lot of review uh, from the like main class and everything. But yeah, my God, like, it, yeah, that was just terrible. Yeah. And I would say, too, like another big self-care, I really think, that kind of correlates with what Eddie was saying earlier. Going out to the bars, the clubs, whatever you want to call it, with your friends is a great way to let it out. I, you know, I'm known as kind of a hardcore dancer just a little bit, and I think a lot of that was me just blowing steam off. Like, it felt good just to move and to vibe to music, like Daniel was saying. I think it plays a huge part in just letting shit go. Um. So I want to translate to, what do you guys think are like the warning signs to self-care? I think it's an important thing to talk about because I feel like often we let ourselves get way too overwhelmed before before we like notice that we need, you know what I mean? I think, um, sorry, I'm trying to word this better. I think we let ourselves get way overwhelmed. And before I want to understand like, what do you guys think the warning signs are or signs just in general 
to not let yourself get there. Cause I, cause I think when you don't self care, you go past your limit and then you're like burned out. And then it's like, it's not just a day off that you need, you need like a week or maybe even more off. Um, Eddie, do you want to tackle this one first? Yes. So I think one of the biggest things um, is irritability. It's like literally what we talked about in the mental health episode, being overwhelmed by things and, and that sort of causes you to react in a certain way. Like, I think it's irritability. Like it's, it's when you're at work or school, or whatever, and it's like you're going through something and you're just like, something little can happen and you're just like, no, I'm just walk up and leave. It's like, that is when it's basically too far or when you begin to notice that you're trying to get through the day and it's like, if something little happens, I'm going to freak. It's like, okay, we need to get back, get this shit done and then do whatever we need to to try to bring ourselves back. Um, and I think another thing too, because I, I was going to talk about burnout briefly was um, part of it is also like a feeling of apathy and, and really not wishing to continue. It's like, it's kind of like you let yourself go a little bit. So when you're going to work or going to school, it's like, I don't like fucking care. I'm just going to go through the motions kind of thing. Those are like huge signs that you need to really, you got to stop, reassess, you know, maybe you got to think about things in a new perspective and, and really take care of yourself and work through that. Um, because that's, that's the flashing danger signs of true burnout. And once you hit true burnout, really like, yeah, you, there's a lot that you got to do kind of to come back from that. And, I, and I'm blanking on some of the steps and other things that I studied, but like, that's, yeah. Once you get close to that edge, man, it's, you bow out, it's the burnout and then it's the bow out and you walk away and it just sucks. Yeah. yeah I think, I think it's really dangerous because when you get to that burnout phase, which I've been there with my job and eventually got there. You know, I think it leads to a lot of self-destruction that could be and can be avoided. I think like that's the big thing with self-care. But I think some jobs, you know, push certain people just too far. You know, um, Daniel, have you had that experience with anything? Have you felt like you? Out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Being burnt out. I'm trying to think of, I know I've definitely been, burnt out but hey it's always like when i need to come up with examples of stuff it's like you can't remember like a specific one but then like later down the road you can but i I guess the um while i think of something but um to answer let me specifically ask you about school like do you feel like at your time at university or the 10 weeks that you hit the ground running with school do you feel like come like week for me shit week six i'm <laughs> like i'm done okay i'm done it took mm-hmm. me too much i don't know if i ever really felt burnt out like that i'm just been like eh like yeah okay i don't know a lot of times i feel like i'm just along for the ride on a lot of things and just kind of go into almost like an autopilot thing so i mean i hate to say i probably did that more than i needed to at school where i'm just uh, going through it and i wouldn't say it's necessary like going through the motions or anything because i'm still doing what i need to do but am i doing it at the best no i don't i don't know about that but so i mean that's definitely something i could have worked on but um to answer your question bryce i know eddie pretty much covered all i all i wanted to um say with it but i i guess to sum it up almost um it's just with a negative like outlook on on things all the time or kind of like a pessimistic pessimistic um viewpoint just kind of like dreading things and kind of like eddie said just going through the motions of things i i think that's when um 
if you're going through stuff like that or have that mindset, then maybe maybe reevaluation on some stuff. Time kind of taking a step back. But yeah. Yeah, I you know, for me, I can give two perfect examples of burnout. I think every time I hit week seven of school in our 10 weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, three weeks. Like I just want to go home to Christmas. I just want to go home for spring break, or I'm just ready for the summer. Like, I don't know if I can do this final two big ass papers or cram more for this giant test I have coming like and it's like regular right around that time typically it's like that's when I would say going out becomes seems to become the biggest because everyone else is trying to blow off steam and it's like just, uh, I don't want to do this anymore I don't I don't know maybe it's just me uh, recently with my master's program it's a 16 week course and definitely come week 10 I was like oh my gosh six more weeks of this you don't say uh daniel go ahead man yeah okay i think i found an example finally um i'm not sure really if really if it is or not but um for me it's kind of being more of like an introvert because if i have like too many social things back to back especially for like week weeks back to back to back with stuff then yeah i guess with that i kind of get burned out and kind of just want to be doing my own thing but uh, other than that, I can't really think of too much, but I think that that's probably the biggest example. Yeah, I would say the only, not the only, but another great example for me in burnout, I just say, well, I want to, I should say warning signs. Like for me, I get really pessimistic and I stop caring. I think anyone that really knows me is I, I care maybe too much about certain things or I'm very emotional about a lot of the things that I tend to do or whatever. And so when I burn out, I just stop caring. And like, I think people that know me and notice it can definitely tell like, yeah, he's, he's kind of done for because he doesn't care anymore. Uh, go ahead, A. I think to add on top of that, you mentioned the self-destructive behaviors is also pretty huge. It's not something that everyone does, but it is along those lines of, man, I'm starting to get more negative. I'm starting to care less. You know, I'm kind of checking out. I'm going through the motions, and it's like, well, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to do this. I don't, you know what I mean? Like that. Then it becomes the, you know, I'm at work, and they need me to <laughs> unload the platform. But it's like, fuck, I don't care. I got like 15 minutes of work left. I'm not doing shit. Like that kind of like the self-destructive behaviors are even worse than that, right? Like that happens. And I, I remember experiencing that at work when, when Daniel, you're talking about like kind of getting that more negative, dude. That switch like flipped, and I was just like. I am not okay. <laughs> this is just not okay. And I came back from it but a couple times, but it was just like, yeah, that was definitely. I mean, not to out you, but I remember one time, like, I don't remember exactly what the issue was, but there was one time during a Sunday practice, Eddie, where either I came to you or you came to me, and we were just like, bro, I'm fucking <laughs> done. Like, I'm like, I felt like I was about to cry. I kind of got the vibe that I felt like you were about there. I was Probably, like, man. And we were, and we were just like, Dude, life sucks. I was like, all right, I was telling those dude, my life fucking sucks right now. He's like, my life sucks right now. It's like, let's let's suck together, you know? Yeah. I I don't know if that for like, sure, but it was definitely like a damn, like we we're both just like. Well, I think it was, was after, gonna... I think it was after the Stanford loss. Oh, possibly, man. That was a brutal. I, that was a brutal. Yeah, late night game. I didn't get home till like four in the morning. Showing at work about eight a.m. To be there oh, till that was early, like, though. 
Oh, that you, was so yeah, painful. That was, uh, oh, yeah, you know man. what I'm talking about? You know Bro, I saying? think I drank away my miseries that night and then showed up to work. Yeah, dude. I yeah, a lot took of care of all my stuff. Yeah. A lot of people were hung over that night. Yeah, was it was... I, I will was admit, bad. there was one time uh, during the right before the Red Box full, man, I felt bad. I felt really bad. You know, I apologize to my parents about it. But it was, you know, we talk about holding things in and not talking about them. And, you know, the, going through the motions, everything like that, you know, pr- preparation for the Red Box full was like, it wasn't, that was definitely the most time I spent away from my family in, in a minute, in a while. So like, I knew that and I was fine like with that and I was more than prepared to deal with that. But I think, bro, our, uh, I don't really want to out him, but our, our DFO, you know who I'm talking about, right, Bryce? Yeah, I know. I knew you were talking about before you said. Yeah, that. yeah. So Just say your boss. Just say your boss. Well, it's not my boss. It's the. Wow, well, well, he's up I there, but you, I know who you're referring yeah. to, and unless you're going to drop his name, there's no. No, I'm not going to. So I, it's just he got on us about stuff, and there was one night where I accidentally, someone was going to come by to fix some stuff at home. I'm the only person home. They finally get there. I had to go do meal check, and I'm like. I'm panicking. I'm like, I need you out. Like, I have to go to work. And I was late and I got fucking chewed out. And I was like, you don't need it. That's supposed to be my job. And I was like, so the next night went okay. But then it was the, we have to return to to SF by this time. And, and we have to be here. But we don't know if we have your room available, what you're doing. We just need you to be here to, to do this. I'm like, thank you for basically giving me the finger and I kind of like just blew up and it was like kind of at my parents. I'm like, I had to change my flight and stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, this is bad. But that was definitely one time where like, when you talk about that negative, it was there and I just wasn't paying was attention. It, and it blew up. Tell me if I'm wrong. Was it you or someone else that texted me saying, Hey, they messed up my rooms. I don't know what I'm going to do. Is it possible? Can I stay in your room? I think Some, it, was it was, it was somebody. And I was like, uh, should be getting room, but yeah, I yeah, you can stay Bro, stress, <laughs> my bed with me. I get it was it was like I just remember it, but I, I know what you mean because we would find out like a couple days, like look, flying from Oregon to Oklahoma is very expensive. It's like almost a rack for a there and back flight. And the more time in advance I can find out, the cheaper it is. And I would I mean, not only am I hearing it from my mom because she doesn't want to pay a thousand dollars to fly me home for Christmas, and I understand, you know, but it's just like when you talk to your boss and they're like, "Well, I'll tell you when I tell you." Don't you know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal. And then they tell you like three days before, it it I'm just like, man, oh. it can really punch you in the nuts. And yeah. I but getting back to like, the one story I want to tell about like, being overwhelmed. There was one time during fall camp when me and uh, a certain Raider friend, friend uh, certain Raider <laughs> equipment manager, OG, not not the newer, newer not the newer guy. You yeah, yeah, yeah. We walking down one of these helmet aisles. Oh boy! And this is like we were so like me and him are both very go happy go lucky people that really love Oregon football, and we're really like best friends. Like we and we never really fight. And man, I can't remember if we made a comment or bumped into each other we were grabbing each other by our collarbones trying to swing on each other and i i I think we missed the first or second time we got to a point where we like locked it he had me against the wall i had him against the wall and i was like what the 
Hey, I, so, I'm not gonna I lie. Mean, I've never heard this before. Oh yeah, it was a long time. And everyone's just <laughs> looking at us like <laughs> it was just so intense. I mean, we were just yeah. so burned out that it was like bumping into someone or saying the wrong thing was literally in the hands. And it was like luckily we got the next day off, but it was like that was a clear sign to me that like this is something that like I that, never fought. That's with. past the danger zone, man. That's in that's within deep in the oh, danger dude, zone. Oh, dude, or yeah. or we would we would like to release stress. We would call it club EQ, and we would play te- like kind of not like uh, very <laughs> weird techno music, and we would just take off our shirts and we would be in our <laughs> shorts, and like sometimes we would take highlighters and like mark ourselves up. I mean, we were really losing it, bro. <laughs> Without shoulder pads and helmets, and, like do our job. I mean, we were tripping. It was like known like after seven o'clock because it was like one of those things where if we weren't getting off by seven o'clock. It was, like, it was a shitty fucking day, and so we would just we would just play some really techno music and do some weird stuff. You no, hundred percent. Is by any means, you know, that, but Dude, that's, I, the, that's the destructive behaviors that we're talking just, about. Oh, yeah. That is like, the I'm, self-destructive behaviors that you want to avoid and you need to interject and intervene on yourself to go uh, yeah. do what you need to. Do Clear sign of burnout, you know, yeah. and luckily in that situation, you know, what we're allowed to do, a little different than your regular place just because right. of where it is and everything. But yeah, any other workplace where you get to the point where you're taking your clothes off and dancing, um, yeah, that person needs a day off. Like they're burned out. Or you're going to go to blows with their friend over something you do. You don't remember why you yeah. fought. Yeah, that, yeah. that is it's a tough, pure man. sign of burnout. Um, so the last thing I want to cover, because I know we're kind of running low on time, how do you guys feel about how society, I know we cover this, but society views um, self-care. Like, I think corporate America views this as a bad thing. I think they view it as a bad thing because they show it in their actions by not allowing self-care. I mean, look, I think if someone loves their job, I think if you go at it for a month straight with no days off or no, like, days where you can really disconnect from it, it's you're doing some damage to yourself. Like I, even if you love it, I think you should be allowed it like once a month or honestly, I think once a week personally, but I'm sure that's not realistic, but even twice, twice a week or sorry, two times a month, you know, in a four week, I think companies should make a day where doesn't count off towards like PTO or any, it's just a day off to decompress, come back renewed. Because I think when you're in that danger zone, you're not doing quality work. And I think when you, do you get the time off and do you get to ride, revive yourself? You come back like, man, I can't wait to get back to it. Like, that's how I would feel. The beginning of spring, you know, the, the end of, you know, the beginning of fall camp, I'd be like, man, I missed it. Can't wait to get back and grind, you know? And so, yeah. Uh, Daniel, you have a t- do you have a take on that? Like, mm, Pretty much on how, how self-care is viewed in America as a whole or just like corporately? I mean, just in general, how do you think, like, society views it, good or bad, I guess? I mean, do you feel the same way I do about how corporate America views it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can see see it. I, I, I don't want to speak on to it too much because I don't really know too much about how it is. But, like, I mean, based, based on how I've seen things, like, I definitely think there is some truth into kind of what you were saying. 
Um, I mean, part of it, I feel like, is just the mentality that is in the U.S. in, in general. Like, we are definitely workaholics and always trying to get the get this bread, you know, and maximize however much you can make. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I really don't know too much on others people's opinions of it so i mean this is this is why this is a good episode for me and also to hear from others is um i I know for me personally it took forever for me to kind of figure out what it meant and um kind of get to a point where um i was really comfortable with looking after myself and like kind of where i was truly happy with myself and and kind of taking care of myself so i mean if anything this is kind of like a new 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 thing for me that I'm still learning about um but um maybe maybe Eddie has, has something I was gonna ask you a question but before I get there mm-hmm. I think um kind of what we're getting at is like the actions speak and it's like you go in let's say we t- we say corporate America so we say some corporations and stuff like that you may work for whatever businesses like that it's like you get like four weeks off for the year, whatever it is. Um, and I know if you're salaried though, you get, you get the weekends off, but quote unquote, you get the weekends off. Um, I, I think it's just in those actions of why are you calling out? It's like, it seems to always be a, when you're calling out and you're like kind of actually sick or like you need that day. And it's like, for them, it's like, okay, like, why are you, it's like, I'm calling out. That's it. But like, we feel guilty and responsible to, to, come back in even while we're you know not really at full full potential and i think one thing i've studied and i'll I'll get to um my question for you daniel in um positive psychology was like a big thing is it is that idea of you know we can do a lot but like if we're unable to confront whatever it is we got going on or or other things like that or take care of ourselves in a way like how can we expect people to like freaking thrive man like if if you're doing with so much and, and you can't get that time away from whatever it is that you need to get time away from to, to get back on the path like then how is that going to work and i think there's been some empirical studies on that um and i'm blanking on who's done them but you know discovered that when you take care of your employees they happen to do much better for your business but that's not the traditional model and that's just runs against the grain and i think we're advocating more for that idea of taking care of the employees but my question though for you daniel uh we actually had to watch a video it was really depressing um, of a phenomenon that goes on in Japan where you overwork yourself to death. Um, and I don't know if you have any idea about that. I think that's like, it was like a couple of years ago that it came out. And so we're watching it now, but it was, it was a couple years old, but it was like this, this uh, father, you know, worked so much. He eventually died of a heart attack at like 35. And it was like, damn. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know if you want to, you know anything about that or just kind of like thinking um, along those lines i i know it's uh i have heard a little bit about it i, I don't know any like two minute or like i don't know many details going into too much depth on it but um i know that's definitely a problem that they have in japan kind of like how i i feel like the u.s definitely does have a workaholic problem too um maybe i'm not sure if it Honestly, I'm not sure which one's worse, to be honest, because um, they, they, they both are pretty bad. But uh, yeah, I know that's a big, big problem there. Um, and a lot of times, like, 
with overtime there a lot of a lot of the salary men is what they they call them or just just like typical like corporate business workers but um yeah they they work a bunch overtime and they don't get paid for it and it's always yeah it's kind of unfortunate it's like that but yeah they, they definitely get there's definitely a lot of people that get worked to death over there um at least from what i've heard and kind of seen because like i think there's been a couple of times like late at night i was coming back see people just getting off work and i'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah that's wild man i think i think obviously there's both issues the other thing i was going to mention that you just reminded me of right now was which mm-hmm. one's worse i don't know but yeah having that toxic amount of stress like you're gonna crumble eventually so like in the vein of self-care like if you don't take care of yourself you are a going to die sooner b you're gonna die from a disease or other thing that is preventable and like c you're you're gonna damage the people around you as well like there's just it just it just seems so it's so unhealthy and toxic you know and i don't think and i hopefully our generation are doing the things from what I can tell, people seem to be in agreement around our age group. Um, I don't know the whole idea of like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna work 16 hours a day, or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind and shit. It's like, okay, I, I'm gonna give you some props for wanting to do that, but that may not be the smartest thing in the long term. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, I mean, I think the analogy that I think fits it. It's like changing oil with a car. You know, like say you, know, you drive a car at 25,000 miles, you gotta change the oil on that bad boy because. It needs to refresh itself and get new in there. I think it's the same concept. You know, I think what you were saying about the workforce, Eddie, you know, I think when you overwork people, you're not getting their best. You're not getting quality work. And it's like in certain, in most fields, you want to put out quality, not quantity, you know? And so, I mean, that's just kind of how I feel it. And I feel like certain job fields, especially, you know, the one I've worked in the most, the one you've worked in, Eddie, very very high stress and a ton of demand you know i mean i, th- I think my experience military has been the most crazy one and nothing has come close to that but the field the other field i worked in it's not it's not horribly far from at least the uh, somewhat closeness i mean I, I should you know in my opinion and i think compared to the other jobs i've worked what I was doing <laughs> blows it out of the water. I, I you know, I, I just think when you do, especially for people who do high stress jobs, they should definitely get like mandatory self-care because I think the higher the stress, the higher, you know, whatever to it, you know, demand, the higher the attrition can be and the higher the need for relief is going to be. And, um, and turnover as well. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like in... Yeah, and it's like in those jobs you know, you did, you need the you want quality people, you know. You, you don't want a bunch of but not like us bums, but other bums working that job, you know. Well, we we had some other words for them, but in ourselves too sometimes. But yeah, we won't say that here, um, but basically the other kind of bum. Yeah, yeah. Uh final thoughts, guys. When we close this one up, Daniel. Um, for me, it's just making sure you're, you, you're looking after yourself. Cause if you don't have your own back, I mean, sometimes it's like, really, who else do you have? You know? Um, I mean, yeah. So just making sure you take care of yourself as, as best as you can. So. Yeah. Eddie. Um, I think one cool way to think about it sometimes is for the people that are more about others, which is, you know, nothing wrong with that. If you think about it as in, if you were your own friend, 
and you saw what was going on, what would you tell them? And then tell yourself that and then go through with it, I think is the big thing. Yeah. yeah. I just want to end this with, look, self-care is important, you know? And it's important that no matter what it is, as long as you're not harming anyone, that you find a way to decompress because doing that will keep your mental health up and will keep you up and keep you running longer in the long, in the long run. This has been Struggling with the Bums. Uh, please hit us up on our Instagram. It's the only social media we have at the moment. Um, and, you know, if you want to spark a conversation with us, we are always here to listen to messages or read messages. And for this episode, you know, what, what do you do for self-care? How do you feel about it? Please hit us up. Uh, Again, thank you very much. This has been Struggling with the Bums. Adios.